0: Yes, people, welcome to another episode of the OHB Academy podcast, podcast that is for personal trainers, people that are looking to do online fitness coaching and, you know, just get away from all of the confusion and the struggle and all the lies and gimmicks of the industry right now, but just get, you know, pure information and facts that they can action ASAP. So myself, Michael, yes, Javan in the building. And yeah, man, we've got a good episode for you today. We always tell our coaches about personal branding, you know, uh, showing a bit of yourself, being vulnerable, being open. And we want to connect with some of you watching because we know that some of you may end up deciding or thinking about working with us. And then some of you may even decide to to, to actually work with us, right? So we want to just let you inside who we are, you know, how we and why we started this whole OHBA thing what our stories are and what our missions are going forward this is going to be a bit of a who we are episode all right and how we're going to start off is i'm going to give jav a bit of an interview he's going to interview me with the same questions and then we're going to talk about ohba as a whole and where we're going with it as well yeah boom cool so i'm gonna start jav all right it's a bit of story story time, but how did you land in the whole online coaching thing? How did that just... You know what it was, yeah? So, obviously, I got back from America 2019 in the summer. Got back from America? Yeah, in America. I was playing football, had a scholarship. Anybody that knows about football, if you've been at like a professional academy or whatever, if you don't go pro, the likelihood is you can probably get a scholarship and go to America. So I did that, boom, came back. I was broke. Started coaching. I wasn't even qualified. Then I started, then I got, I was trying to basically, I was trying to, because in football, there's a thing called the PFA, yeah? And they do all your, quali- they will pay for yeah, your qualifications. It, that's, so, yeah. that's a good question. What is it? I don't know, yeah? Professional Footballers Association. Okay, yeah. So they, once you make it past, like once you get into full-time football at a professional level, at any level, Premier League, Championship League One, League Two, then you're a part of it for life. So I'm a member for life. Yeah. and you get a bunch of perks like it's like a it's a players union kind of thing so they will fund like courses and stuff so they already sent me money when I was in America right so they it's not a lot they give you like twelve fifty a year so obviously they ain't doing doing much yeah, yeah, yeah whatever Some, something but so I was getting that for four years yeah and they limit how much they give you in terms of money so when I got back I'm thinking I can use them to pay for the course as well. Mind you, I've come back, I ain't got no peace. Yeah. I'm calling them every day, bro. Like, yeah, I want to do a level three qualification. There's an email in them. One of them's called me back. They're like, oh yeah, we saw you applied for a grant so you can get a level three qualification. But we also noticed that they actually gave you funds for your scholarship. So, <laughs> so they're like, yeah, like, yeah, the resources are running dry for you. So <laughs> at that point, I'm on Google, bro, trying to get the cheapest qualification. And you know, you got PT Academy, Train Fitness, Origin, yeah. I don't even know all the qualification companies innit yeah. The cheapest one was PT Academy. But I regret it. I regret using going through that course so much. Like, Sorry, PT Academy, but I regret it because it was a nightmare. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Well, Let's we've leave. Done that, yeah. Got the level two. Yeah, yeah. It took me mad long to get level three. But how much was that by the way? I paid like a grand. Oh, is it? Yeah, just quite cheap. One? That was the cheapest one I could. No. Sorry, I'm lying, six ninety nine. Six ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but it's all online. Was yeah. Yeah. So. Six ninety nine, sorry, six ninety nine. But level two and, and level three. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Together. Yeah, you go this. <laughs> so got level two. As soon as I got level two, started working in uh F forty five. Yeah, I'm so F forty five, I was doing a receptionist at a gym in, in Victoria. Um and I was just waiting to get level three so now I can start doing PT. But you was doing F-45 and you was doing the receptionist as well. At yeah, the same time. Yeah, because a separate gym. Yeah, yeah. You was grinding. Because F 45 has gri- group, group classes, in it. So yeah. you don't do one-to-one PT and yeah. there's only so many classes in a week. You have spare time. So I had, I had was in the same area. I need to nah. So oh, yeah. F-45, yeah. Liverpool Street, and I was coach, I was receptionist at a gym in Victoria. So some days get up at 4am, get on the train to Liverpool Street, yeah? yeah? Yeah, yeah, Teach four classes, get on the train from Liverpool Street to Victoria, yeah, yeah. do receptionist for a few hours, go back to F45, teach a couple classes, go home. Or whatever, yeah. like, yeah, like flip-flop flip, flip, flip flop it, whatever you want to say. Different things like that, boom. So I did that. I was at F45 for ages, man. Ages, ages. But it was good because the manager was letting me do sales. I was building up, building up, building up, building up. Then, boy, the big the big shotgun came. Lockdown, boy. Okay. That's when I was like, and the online thing, yeah, I always thought about it. But you know when you just don't know how to do it or who, I didn't know anyone that was doing it. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't in a commercial gym, so it's not like I was around PTs that were doing it. What do you think so the first thought? Because funny enough, I wasn't, I didn't really thought about it. I didn't really know about it. I think the what the reason I thought about it, because I feel like I just knew, like being in the gym can't be the only way, bro. Like I, I, I'm thinking about life, bro. Like, did you go research though? Nah, as well, but How did you find out then? That was a thing. The very, very first thing was lockdown happened, and there's a guy. I'm not gonna say the guy was. You probably seen his ads, yeah. <laughs> but he was guy, He was doing daily lives. Okay. Teaching people how to build an online coaching business. And then I might have forwarded it to you. I remember like, yeah, this yeah, guy was doing daily lives. I remember, I remember. And that just sucked me in, bro. Because then I joined the Facebook group, and that's really why I was on it. Because he's doing the daily lives and he's like giving mad game okay. on Instagram Live, bro, for free during lockdown where man's Manning, got man time. And all I'm teaching, bro, I went from teaching 14 classes a week here, I was getting £30 a class or £35 a class mm. plus receptionist money. Plus, I was also had a part-time job working for a company um, that were they do like an app for influencers. Mm, so I, remember, I was doing I remember, Yeah, so remember. My, my days was packed. Right. I went from that to one class every Saturday morning. <laughs> 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 and them times I just Wait. got back to the country, so I didn't have no um you know that government was doing the grants for unemployment uh, self yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't get nothing. Out, I so I was just like, all right, cool. These, these lives, bro, he was giving game, bro, posting content, had to do sales calls. So I was just like, that's when I started forwarding it to you. And I was like, yeah, I need to do this. And then, yeah, that so that's really, that was the first kind of, that's how I thought about it, basically, 2020, man. That's, that's kind of, hand, so you landed into online coaching. The catalyst was, right, you got into fitness. You kind of skipped loads of things, to be honest with you. You got into, you know, so you was already playing football. Come back to London. Yeah, uh, let me just ask that last question then. Why did you want to do PT then? Because you could have done anything. Yeah, well, to be fair, when I came back, I was going to play. I was going to continue playing, but I had to get knee surgery. So I had knee surgery again, Christmas 2019. So just before I moved back to London, playing football, not even just before, earlier in the year, I was playing football with a team. Like so, basically, the way it works in America is like once you're, the seasons are in the fall, yeah, so winter basically in a new in from spring or like January to May or yeah January to May, the seasons there's there's no actual season in college or university uh, football or soccer, whatever you wanna call it. So Stops basically for football. All the other oh, sports they keep going. They don't give a shit about football. In America. Okay. So well, now they're gonna start in it. Well, maybe. But basically. <laughs> What happened was I was training. I didn't even do anything. I just turned around, Possible, the ball. Felt my knee. I was like, rah, yeah, this is mad. I No. Because I had knee surgery on the same knee already. I already knew something was wrong. I was like, okay, cool. I should have got the surgery there because it would have been all paid for, sorted. Me, I'm just thinking, ah, surgery. Done this before. Let me just wait till I get back to England, go to NHS or go private because the PFA will pay for it. But I got back, hounding the PFA to pay for my surgery. They're like, Yeah, yeah, they're going to give me a grant. I need to go get a scan. So they paid for my scan. They're like, okay, now you need to get them to tell you how much the actual surgery is going to be. In that time, though, I went NHS as well, innit? Because I'm thinking, these are taking long to pay for the surgery. Let me just do NHS at the same time. So whatever comes first, I'll take. Bro, NHS, they came through quick. I was was shocked. I gave them my scan because I did a scan privately. And they were like, okay, cool. We'll put you in the line to get... Thing. I'm thinking, oh, it's gonna take time. They're saying in the new year, blah, blah, blah. Bro, I get I get a call, like maybe two weeks later, they're like, oh, would you be able to come in next week for your surgery. We've had a dropout. We can get you in. Yeah, yeah. I, they told me before, I'm gonna have to wait like three months. You know, so you know. I'm just like, oh, bro, I'm gonna have to get the surgery because if I don't get it now, I don't know when I'm getting it. So I just got the surgery. So that's when I was like, I ain't playing football. Well, I play, but I'm just gonna play non-league. Not gonna really push it. Then I wanted to do agency, football agency. But that's a old, that's not it's not old man game. But I'm not gonna make bread like now, innit? it? And man just got back from America, bro. I got no peas. I'm down on <laughs> you. Need this? I need bread. Bro. So yeah, yeah, okay. I've always been a fitness man, anyway. Like anyone that's trained with me, like football wise, they know I'm the guy that will be staying behind, working on my left foot, work on my head in, right foot. So I always enjoy training, anyway. So fitness was just a natural. It's a natural progression. For natural, yeah, it was sure. like some you know some man that play sports here. Yeah, they don't like going gym. Yeah, they yeah. only go gym because they play sports. Yeah, and they pull like fuck. Yeah, but me, I just I actually enjoy it, innit? I'll do it. So yeah. that's it's just a natural thing, really. Okay, cool. All right. So we understand now how you got into online coaching. So what was your biggest struggles whilst online coaching? We know that's a journey, man. I got three, no, two main struggles I could say. First one was niche, man. These are two ones, yeah. Yeah. yeah first one was niche, bro. I agree, brother. Yeah. <laughs> niche is like if anyone that's I spoke to a demo the other day. It was having a convo about um, like just niching down and stuff. And he was like, yeah, like, I'm not going to lie. When I thought fo- was following you, I wasn't sure what your niche was because sometimes you were talking about women and and I was like to him, yeah, so I didn't know either. <laughs> so mm. the niche thing, yeah, it was difficult for me because I had firstly that mindset of, oh, I can help everyone. And you know, when you talk to PTs like, oh, I don't want to niche down, I can help everyone. Yeah, yeah. So I had that. And then also I had this thing in my mind where, oh, I want to do athletes and footballers, mm-hmm. but what I realized is coaching footballers is dead. Money. Money's not there. And it's seasonal for online coaching. Like if I was face-to-face PT, coaching footballers, strength and conditioning, sick, make good money. Obviously I know people playing professional football. So I could have gone down that route, but I didn't want to do face-to-face coaching anyway. So the knee string was hard, man. Then women, then, I, then men. So I was flip-flopping. I had about four leashes in like six months. So that was difficult. Then I kind of settled on like former athletes or people who used to be in really good shape, but want to get back to that. So that was like a, almost a mishmash because it was like, it wasn't men or women and it wasn't like athletes, current athletes. Yeah. So that was, and the second struggle was generating like more, more leads. So, especially at the start. So like I was getting calls booked, I was booking people, but there was a sticking point at like five or 6K it felt like how am i getting to 10 bro like mm-hmm. that gap between five and 10 just felt like couldn't get there so i think that's when but they're making a move to linkedin is when obviously it's the next yeah, so story, that's, the, that's the next question yeah that's the next story well oh, yeah that was the last question to be fair so but to clarify your biggest struggles was niching down um you didn't really clarify why that was every everyone knows why needing more leads is Struggle, you know, if you if you can't do it. But why is the niche and down? We're gonna do an episode about that next. But just briefly, why is that? Why was that a struggle? Why didn't you know your niche. I didn't know my niche. Yeah. So them content and me, I like making content, but I feel like the content wasn't hitting. Even though I got some videos i do really well and people reach out. But like, you know, when someone's like, they're talking deep. I can't talk deep because <laughs> you don't know who you're talking to. I'm yeah. just kind of one minute I'm talking about growing your glutes, then next minute I'm talking about you want a six-pack or testosterone. So it's like, mm. I couldn't go like like as deep as I wish I could have because I wasn't understanding who I'm talking to. It's like an MMA. It's like if someone kicks someone gives it a low kick to the to the calf, right? And they just keep hitting, keep hitting. They're going to drop eventually. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. like if you keep giving content to that person and you're hitting deep and deep, deep more people are just going to want to buy They're going to come, yeah, so... That's a big thing. And also program creation, because if you niche down, you can make like a really specific yeah. program yeah. you get better results for. So yeah. I think throughout the years, because I had so many different runs of like different type of people, I was having to make loads of different programs as well, which was, that's a ball ache, especially when you got 30, 40 clients, bro. That's, that was tiring as well. So, okay. So, all right, what's the, what was the biggest game changer then for you, you know? Yeah, I think really getting better at the sales game and the outreach game and using LinkedIn as well, in addition to Instagram and Facebook. So um, I think, under, like, yeah, like overcoming that fear of cold outreach. I'm not saying everyone needs to do cold outreach, but like mm-hmm. LinkedIn allowed me to kind of try it, try it. and realise it's not that bad because I'm mm-hmm. just sending a message in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you yeah. just sending them a message. Um, so I think that whole outbound game and having conversations, that when I, I don't know, the other program, the, the mentorship that we did mm. at that particular time, I think it just pushed you to have more conversations because that was their method. Mm. And anything that we go into, I'm going to try 100% anyway. So I could if I was applying that more in IG, I might have had more success on IG but I wasn't I was more like waiting people to respond to my content or waiting people to waiting for people to download my lead magnet. I wasn't like all right everyone that engages with me let's talk to them. Like yeah. That mindset on LinkedIn just was making bread. So that was really the the catalyst and seeing it more analytical from a numbers perspective. Cuz coaches are shit business people, you know. Like yeah. we're great coaches but we're not business people. Yeah. So Although we like to say things like, oh, I work hard or, yeah, you know, I'm motivated. When it comes to business, coaches, they just, they don't track numbers. They don't do all these things. So for me, it just made me view this more from a business aspect. Obviously, fulfillment, getting results, because getting results is going to make my business easier. But yeah, yeah, man, that was it really. That was the main thing. It was kind of like a mixture of the mentorship, going out, of uh, you know, getting out of the comfort zone in terms of, your lead generation tactic. Yeah, bro. Everything. Business, like looking at it as a business, than And up in the prices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because how much would you charge before? Because before it was like 150 to 175. Yeah, it was, yeah. Then when I made that switch, it was like 200 to 250. Yeah, sometimes, and more. sometimes more. It was, yeah, and it more, yeah. it was like, that was a big change as well. Because even selling that, you're actually dealing with more no's. Yeah. 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 Which is then Builds your kind of resistance to it because if you're selling 150 150 all the time, you get yes, yeah, but then you don't even it's harder to scale. You don't, I guess, it's almost like you don't push yourself enough, yeah, because you do get yeses. It's a bit of a weird, yeah, a weird space, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was a big thing as well, actually, up in the prices, yeah. All right, man, cool. So we'll dive into it. Same thing with me. Do you remember the questions or do you want to? I'll, I'll nah, i no, I want to freestyle it. Yeah, cool, so the main one is, yeah, obviously the main one is, how did you get into coaching fitness, where did that journey begin? Yeah, so with me, obviously I've always an obvious. I've always been into fitness, you know, I won't even say that, you know, I did play football very young, like this boys club kind of thing, and then after that I wasn't really into fitness, to be honest with you, you know, I was just out being a, a lad really and truly, and you know, kind of like coming from that, single parent household and that I was kind of more just focused and, and being like the eldest and I was just more just focused on making money so I was doing a lot of different kind of business ventures and, and things like that if I'm honest with you but I transformed my body at 16 because I don't know if you remember how skinny I was like from <laughs> early days yeah I was I was skinny I'm gonna try to put that into this video or send it to our editor man big up man um yes I was proper skinny And yeah, one of the, the man them said that you look like if I punch you right now, you'll drop. (laughs) But at the same time, he said, yeah, let's go gym, let's go gym. So trained and I, you know, you're young, so your growth hormones, everything is just, it's easier. So I just, I built muscle, I felt good about it. Anyway, put fitness down from there. I would always kind of like do a pull up here, do this there, but I wasn't fully training I didn't respect the gym I didn't respect fitness as a whole I didn't really respect you know what it is and what it does and it's not until going through life and messing about like I said in the pursuit of money and just going through a lot of dark and uh, and, and you know troubling times and I kind of came out of that period of my life of, 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 of just like you know messing about as you do at around 21. so 21 now. Similar sort of thing, right? Um, I kind of, how did I fall into the fitness? So so I was looking at the fitness industry from a perspective of firstly, I never wanted to work for no one. Because mm-hmm. at 21, yeah, I'd never had a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd never had no job, like, you know, usually the smart, and it's actually the smart thing to do, is to have little jobs, like learn, meet different people, do you know what I mean? Um, but I'd never had a job by then. So I knew that, look, I ain't got no money. I do need a job, but I don't want to do this long-term, it. Yeah. So whatever, like, I was literally, and I told the coaches in the in OHB uh, this before that, I was just designing my life. So I was like, I'm going to do a job for this amount of time. I'm going to transition into this business. And then I thought, all right, cool, I might do something to do with fitness because one thing was that around that dark times, um, 18 to 21, getting in trouble, law, all of that stuff, yeah? I always trained through that, and that kind of was the only consistent thing for me. So I was like, "Nah, man, I, I love this thing. Like, it just, it, it just, it's good for your mental health. It, te- it makes you be resilient. Like, it makes you not, you know what I mean? Like, so um, I said, I want to do something, and I, and I essentially wanted to do something in fitness, but I was thinking like to to eventually get to a place where I have an app or something remote. So even with the PT, I knew that's not gonna be a long-term thing. I can't be going in face to face for years and years. But anyway, so similarly, I actually got a grant though. You know what I'm trying to say to you? So I actually got a grant for the PT courses, 1,000 quid Origin. I had no problems. Origin, pick up yourselves, you know what I mean? They helped me out. So yeah, I did the Origin course. I was working a part-time job at the time, a sales job um, for Samsung, funny enough. That I just l- luckily got or thankfully got and um, started working in the gym floor and I just went through the cycles of a PT like the full journey of a PT but one thing I didn't do is I didn't move around and that's one of the so I think we'll talk more about our journeys in, a, in another uh, set, uh, podcast but I didn't move around a lot so I was at the same gym for like four years Okay. Yeah, I was at the same gym for like four years and it wasn't even the best gym and I didn't even know. And I think that's why I didn't even think of the online coaching because like there was nobody doing it. Mm. It was like a commercial kind of gym but wasn't fully pure gym so that there was, you know, like, yeah. So, um, yeah, I was at the gym for four years but I was just ups and downs. So when I went in there kind of quiet, wasn't the best PT there not in terms of I wasn't the best but there was other PTs that were more favoured you know what I mean like it was in Essex there was more local people that I more get on with everyone they know maybe this is someone's mum's friend or whatever right um but then after a while just the charisma the energy you know how we naturally yeah. bring it that just led me to you know be the top of the gym but then natural fluctuations um and yeah I was doing pretty I was doing pretty good. Um, And then, like you said, I think there was lockdown that was the tipping point. And I think just before lockdown, we'd been speaking. When you come back from America, this is a thing that you was always sending different things. Do you know what I mean? And I think you'd sent before we went with that mentor. You'd sent a load of different mentors, and that was actually before lockdown. Mm. Yeah, so you were sowing the seed from time, and I didn't. I like I said, I just knew that eventually I'm not gonna be doing. It needs to be a remote thing but I never knew what online coaching was. Then you were sowing the seeds, sowing the seeds of it. And then I think, yeah, lockdown is when we doubled down. We said, yeah, we're going to go for it. And yeah, that's how we landed into the online coaching. Mm-hmm. So, be saying? And I'm, I'm the reason you're doing online coaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think, to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You yeah, yeah. have to give the flowers where they do, but I naturally would have moved. You thing. would have done something. Yeah, oh, yeah like, you something. would have done something. Yeah, would have yeah, had yeah. To. yeah. So, then, what, what, it's okay. You got to online there. For you, then, what were like the top three or top two struggles that that you faced with it? Mm, all right, I can talk about this one. Well, man. So I'm gonna talk about two because there was loads. First one was niche, just like you said. Yeah, you know. But I have to stress it a bit more that when you don't, you know, your niche, um, it's 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 difficult, man. It's difficult. Hard. It's Hard if you don't. Yeah. yeah. Because you don't even realize. It's it's why. Any good mentor that someone goes to, they always start with that. They will always ask you, you know, who's your niche? Like, Who really is it? Even though the people we work with now, like, um, they proper dialed in on that before we started doing any work. It's the basis, it's kind of the basis for everything. You the, think about It's the foundation of the house. So where we didn't have that, especially, you know, from my perspective, it was just hard, man. It was very hard to kind of um, know who I was talking to, Build the programs Like you said Everything you said So I won't reiterate too much That was the biggest struggle um, The second thing Was the mindset And I didn't even know That it was a mindset thing I didn't know I'll be Like I love this quote I always talk about it Yeah What's his name man? Patrick Bet David Okay yeah 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 so he's Valu-tainment. got a value yeah, yeah. yeah so he's got a book Your next five moves And he has a quote where he says Business is both high risk is high risk both mentally and financially so high no business is high risk high return mentally and financially yeah something like that so he's saying you can win big you can lose big financially we know how you know what i'm saying you could flip and make it drift into the sunset mentally you can crack as a lot of people do and what do they do? They go back to whatever they was doing before, gym to the floor. Comfort, yeah. They go to comfort, a, it? They go back to They comfort. go back to comfort. Or you just turn to an animal, like a beast. And it's like, you got the best um, self development, a course, a degree that you could ever get. Yeah. And that's what I got, man. I had so many different things limiting beliefs, this and that. that like no, that. You say limiting beliefs. Bro, I'll tell you what I was just about to say. Like, one of them, like you, I'm not going to lie, help me break. Um, I'll be honest with you, bro. And it was the technology thing. Oh, you know. I mean, you and my yeah. girl both did it, right? Because I remember, like, I said something to you, like, <laughs> like, this is all mad, da-da-da-da, and I was like, I didn't go uni, you went uni. He was like, bro, man, that sounds like an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> you was like, that sounds like an excuse to me, you know? And then, obviously, I'm hard-headed, because, obviously, you know, we're brothers, so yeah, we're going to, yeah, like, yeah. argue something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, nah, man, you don't understand, da 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 then my girl's like as well, like, nah, man, trust me, you're just saying that. You know what I'm trying to say to you. So with her saying that and just the the cult, co- like the culmination of both of you saying it, like later, I just I, I had to train myself to know, like just tackle it head on, um, do it. And little things like asking for support. That's why I talk about these things. So you're on a chat, yeah. Let's say um you're using a software, Calendly. For yeah, a, yeah, and something's not working. For some reason some sort of blocks would not make me just go to the support where it has like one chat- way the little yeah. chat box and ask for the support so i had a lot of limiting like a lot of mindset battles so that was one what was the other one i think the other one is not even as tangible to to explain but it's more just um holding back and i was actually explaining this to one of my clients today actually um um, one of my like long-term fitness clients that I'm just kind of holding on to, you know what I mean? And uh, I was like, I remember sparring with a girl, right? Sounds silly, but you know, when you're just kind of helping her, she never done any sparring, so I'm not hitting. And she's kind of um, holding back, like she's, she's holding back. And I'm like, listen, like you need to hit me hard, didn't it? I'm not going to hit you. Yeah, yeah. You need to throw it at me because that's better for me anyway, you know? Um, and I just kind of coached her through not holding back. And I guess she's holding back because she's thinking that if she goes hard, then the sooner she gets better, she opens her up to being in, in the big leagues now. Do you know what I mean? If, whether it's a month, two months, three months, she's going to now be in a big league. She has the proper spar. She's going to, people going to go less light on her. And I think that's the limiting belief a lot of us have to where we don't go fully at it. We don't play to win. We just play 50-50, play not to lose. Because because we know that once you do go hard in you know, the big leagues, like there's big responsibilities, all of that, man. So those are kind of some of the limiting beliefs I had. So I think those two things, the niching, the um, the limiting beliefs, because I could say technology as a whole, as a lot of coaches, PTs will, will kind of relate to, but it was more limiting beliefs. Yeah, coaches love the tech thing, man. But They love the tech thing, bro. Yeah, yeah, like I loved it as well, bro. Twenty twenty three, man. Like it's different now. You yeah. can't use a laptop. Yeah, there's there's no excuse, man. Like it's, it's and if you just start, you're gonna get better. I compare it to training. Like mm-hmm. you didn't come out the womb deadlifting, no, no. or squatting, or lunging with perfect technique. Like you have to work on it. And it is easier to be fair, bro. When we started to be fair, there was a yeah. lot of the thing. Right, it's it's easier now. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so much easier now alright cool so then what when did things start to shift for you then in terms of getting momentum starting to get more clients like yeah, yeah. you're starting to see okay I see how I can actually generate leads every week book calls every week yeah I think with so obviously there was two mentorships that kind of um, had a big uh, influence on on my career both of our careers right with the with the business spot. The first in the first mentorship it was kind of just drive for a bit it was really a slow burn a slow burn, uh, yeah. yeah it wasn't like the never that influx and then the first thing that helped me was all right I'm doing the basics of what the mentor is saying what the program is saying I am doing it it's not like I'm way behind I haven't tapped into anything I'm doing the basics and kind of like um going above and beyond you know what I mean so I remember I did like a IG shout out you know what I'm trying to say to you? I did an IG shout out where I paid a page and whatnot. And like, I went, I hit 5K that month. You know what I'm trying to say to you? Um, like my monthly recurring literally just went up because I just got like loads of, I did like, I, I did like a blunt post. Yeah. So that helped, that showed me to kind of be a bit, um, not, you, you know, you got to listen, especially if, you know, you've got to follow the, But also to go above and beyond—that's what that show be. So that's when that really helped with with that business. But there was still a lot of loopholes, a lot of things we didn't know. Like for example, um, monthly recurring went to five k, then a few months later dipped down, right? Because guess what? Didn't know about contracts. (laughs) Didn't know about contracts. So it was it was mad, and there was no. It was probably funny now because everything that we've learned, we we teach our clients. But people, even on the first ministry, they weren't telling us, "Oh, make it." six month minimum or three month minimum uh, it was just must was, do whatever do whatever like it was actually it's kind of mad when I'm deep it in was it no it's actually do bad. whatever the answer for everything or uh, a lot of things was do whatever so yeah that was it it was. It had its benefits though. I'm not gonna yeah say yeah it, it, nah, it, it laid the foundations for sure yeah and then the second thing when it all started changes I remember that it was like I remember yeah I remember like I, I, it's not like I didn't have the monthly um recurring, I didn't have clients I was probably sitting on like 20 clients or a little bit more but you know when just lifestyle and just normal just it's not enough yeah you want more in it you want <laughs> it, it weren't enough it weren't enough and like I literally I didn't really have money left over and anything like that you know I'm wondering why but it's like you know you're making like 2k two in a bit and funny enough that like when you are a PT you can get used to that fast money as well do you know what I mean I've always kind of like been like that to be honest with you. Um but as a PT it's kinda you get used to just spending and yeah, a bit of fast money depending on, you know, how you are with it. So yeah, man, I remember I just I weren't feeling good about the business, man. I was feeling shit. Like been like no money left off. I think I just had a holiday and I just low. Um yeah, and then that's when I just I jumped on, I was looking, I was my eyes was open. Um Had a bit of savings, I got on a call, someone's trying to charge me 3K for six calls. For six calls, So I'm just open looking for what's going to change my life, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, what's the best way? Ah, then I remember speaking to this mentorship, and then, um, yeah man, that's when we started working with them. And that's when it was high ticket sales, LinkedIn, a bunch of different things. And not only the money, because cool, you know alright, that helped us get the money, but I think it just changed my whole perspective on life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because you've gone from a slow dripping, thinking that it that's how it has to be, you always be slow, and you just have to do one, two, three, four, to knowing that no, like you can do make big impacts in thirty days. Like you can do, like really, you know. Oh, so that was it, man. That was some of the biggest turning points. To be honest, I won't go over too much because it's kind of cross paths with what you're saying, but. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, nah, that definitely made a big difference for sure. Yeah. I think, I don't know, but like that just, because ex- that was the back end of 2021 that mm. I started, we started that. So think about it now, yeah? Like that one little six month stint that we did also opened us up to so much more in terms of sales, yeah. setting up your systems, automating the business, like, Personal develop personal development. Yeah, I think it just expanded my brain, like looking at people online. Because I remember yeah. they was even the ones who showed who started posting about Alex hormos Alex Hormozy, Jeremy Miner, Matt Ryder, the sales staff. Like I didn't know about any of that stuff ah. until uh, the other mentorship. It wasn't bad, but that was really beginner beginner. It was probably This yeah. is when it was like, okay, you want to get to twenty K. Hundred K. This you got to level up. Yeah, you yeah. got the numbers in, virtual assistants, sales assistants, like Very really sick. start thinking on a different level. And this might be going over some PT's heads because like when you're a PT, you don't know anything. Like you're just In the gym field. floor, teach classes. This is like a whole different world. A quick silent plug as well um, or whatever it's called. But we realised that a lot of PT's and a lot of you watching this don't know about these things. And we put together a quiz, um, scorecards quiz, whatever you want to call it, that will find out where the weak points are in your business or what you're lacking. So it's, it might be out by the time you're watching this video. So if it is, then it'll be in the link in the description, or you can just comment or message us personally. And it's more for you. It doesn't give us anything. Like we don't really do anything. But it does help you identify those weak areas in your business. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Obviously now we've come out of this side of things. So hmm. boom. So there's about what it. Should next- be. So, OHB, so, all right, cool. And I've got some points that we need to kind of cover. So, we talked about us and we've got to talk about OHB. So, what's the reason? Why did we even start OHB For yeah. You want me to answer, do you want to go? Because we've both kind of got both different properties. reasons. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would say for me, I think a big thing, yeah, there's two things. I'll be blunt about it. Yeah. There's no black mentors in England for what we do. Like, to really? put it bluntly, like, Everyone we've worked with doesn't look like us. And that's not a bad thing. There's nothing wrong with that. But representation is key. And if we don't see... As I say, there's nothing wrong with it. You mean, like, there is something wrong with it. But we're okay. Like, we would still... go. Yeah, yeah. We're still working with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, Uh, I think, like, you know, every time you get on Facebook or Instagram and you see the ads, you don't see us. No. You get me? So it's like... Where are we? Like, well, cause we're in the fitness industry. We're in the gyms, uh, this it's is- like football. Like 30% of players are black, but there's 30% of the managers are not black. That's how, that's how I'm seeing it. Like, where are we? Yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool. That's one thing. There's no one doing it like us. And then the second thing is that um, a big part of it for me is like personal trainers, the entry to, the, the entry, the barrier to entry is so low. Right, anyone can be a PT because the qualification companies don't give a crap. They just give you a qualification. So, because anyone can be a PT, the quality of coaching is pretty poor. And I don't mean like actual coaching, but I mean the way that they run their systems, the way the business is set up, um, the way they do everything. Like, there is no system, there is no business for most PTs. It's just, hey, thirty pound an hour. I'll see you on Monday. Yeah. So, for me, I think a big part of OHB is like that's why that's that's why I like the name Online Health Business Academy because we, I want to teach people how to actually have like a coaching business mm-hmm. where people come in, they transform their lives in six or 12 months and they leave and they had an experience and the coach is not stressing by waking up at 4 a.m. to do this or do that. So I think improving the whole quality of service and the quality of lives for the coaches is a big driver for me, I think. Yeah. Uh, I realized that, like, rah. And I, to not keep waffling on it, but like, when I was doing what I'm doing with the online coaching and talking to PTs, I'm seeing the difference in my life and their and their life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, right, these guys don't know. They still They don't bad. believe that this is possible. They think this online thing, oh, it's not real or, mm. right? They don't know. Like, mm. it's mad. So, I think because of that, I'm just like, yeah, that drove that drove me to want to help more of them. Percent. Yeah. Think similarly with me. I think. I, I know that personal trainers have such good intentions. Yeah. I think there's some of the, like, in the same way you treat and respect NHS uh, public serv- servants, I think you've got to give PTs the same sort. You know? Still, Don't get me wrong. Bad. They still want to, like, um, work for themselves. I think a lot of PTs have that kind of mentality as well. But it's the same way that a lot of um, police officers or... Public service or whatever, they go for certain benefits as well. They, they, you know, that's part of why they might do it. But the key driver for a lot of PTs is they actually want to make people healthier. They actually got a transformation or some sort of benefit to their life from this health thing, right? And this fitness thing. And they want to say, you know, I want to give it to you. And they're saving lives. You know what I mean? Like you're literally saving people's lives. You're teaching stuff that the government never taught or never really made it mandatory for people to know in schools and whatnot. Um, and yeah, a lot of them good-hearted man. As you know, like any P- most PTs we bump into, we meet is good vibes. Like you know, we got Stephen coming down here to do interviews. Really, generally good vibes, good people. You know what I mean? Even if some of them are wackos, but you know, generally. Um, so, the fact that a lot of PTs are really suffering. You know what I mean? Like a lot are suffering. I mean, most PTs quit within the first two years. Like, yeah, statistically. Wait, those are the statistics yeah yeah so they're suffering it's such an in and out business and I think there's a lot of wrong with the industry I think a lot of the way the gyms are set up uh the gym setup is probably the biggest thing wrong in my opinion yeah um the way it's in <laughs> you know, we we've got a whole podcast on that one you can watch that but it's very in and out system not too bothered about how the what successful the PT actually does it will sell a lot of dreams at the start but they don't really care um, and then, we'll take a step in forward, the mentorship space now is, is, is here and there. You know, you've got some people that, like you said, are giving you a fraction of it. I mean, because it's such a small circle, uh, amount of people that do it, uh, they're able to really limit the value or, like, overcharge... No, oh way, wow, that's happened. Hope that hasn't messed with the lighting, but um, and or or o- overcharge. There's just a lot of things different. I guess that's the reason you know I wanted to do OHBA because I just similar. Like, there's a lot of knowledge missing. There's a lot of things wrong about the industry. So, just to put imprint. Yeah. So, with that being said, um, what's the mission, man? What's the mission with OHB Academy? I think for me, we need to help over one thousand PTS build successful online coaching business and, and that means making it a full-time thing or the option to do it full-time if they want to 100% it means better lifestyle travel when you want travel still have an amazing service make have transformations change people's lives so thousand PTs man thousand PTs thousand PTs yeah I'm gonna agree with that one definitely definitely I was thinking the same thing what's like the number one thing you say we're fixing about this space already I think the Think just the quality, quality helping people understand, helping people, helping coaches not just be coaches but become fitness business owners. Mm -hmm. That's a shift in itself. Yeah, helping someone understand. Oh, hey, it's not just okay. Put a post up and hope people people uh, DM me like. Yeah. yeah. Okay, there's a system here. Okay, once people start to see it like that, it's like yeah, like it's uh, unlock something. Like Stephen, we got coming. Like when he started till now, seven different, month different journey, bro. But different man. He's stuck to the process when it was difficult, stuck to it. But now he can see, right? It's a business, okay. Yeah, helping people, okay. Yeah. So like his eyes are open. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, what we're fixing as well is the quality. It's like when we spoke about uh, the first, the mental first mental versus the the other mental, right? Because in between you got such a different in quality, right? The first one was just lacking so much. So you felt kind of restricted. Do you know what I mean? You felt like, you know, someone's telling you this is all it is, but they're very rigid with what, you know, is there. And it's and actually holding you back in a lot of ways, right? And then you had another one that, you know, was very valuable but we was paying a pounds a month? It was expensive, bro. It was expensive. They were like paying 3K off us a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they hit a lick with that one. Like, you, you know, you, you know what I mean? And you've got to think relatively as well with what it was, it's cool. It was the the knowledge was amazing. So for them, look, all the black like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna contest and I'm not gonna ask for that money back. You know what I mean? <laughs> you've Got the value, right? But what I will say is that um it's hard, man, because when you're a PT, as you said, we're talking about someone that's going through those things at the moment, um, and you want to spend your hard earned, your you know, your money on something. You need, a, you want to get something good, man. It's like if you go want to get a TV, you know where you can go. If you want to get this, you know where you can go. Do you know what I mean? I want to just bring a next level of quality to the industry at the right price, but just a full system. And then you know, you can see if anyone could see the inside. Of, our, of the OHB Academy, you will know that flipping heck, that this thing is thorough. And you know, hopefully that's what you'll see from the Steven podcast and other things as well. But yeah, man. So what's Ooh. the plans? What's the plans? What's all so the plan? big plan, yeah. by the time this is out, the early bird tickets are available. Boom, that's what I was going to say. The yeah. early bird tickets are available. So exactly what I was gonna say. if you ain't signed up, you better sign your ass up now. Cause we're doing, what is it called again? The, what the event? What's the name of the event? Uh, quit the gym floor workshop, something. Okay. That I don't so know. The London live quit the gym floor quit workshop. Gym floor workshop. It's yeah. a full day workshop. If you are a PT coach, on even an online coach, but you just want to get to the next level, level up. Like you need to be there. It's in London. You've yeah. only got fifty slots. Fifty. Half of them are already gone because our coaches are taking up some of them. So let's say we have got twenty five slots, and not everyone's going to be allowed to come. Because you have to apply to actually Tell them, yep. So if you're just some joker, you're not serious about <laughs> life, don't apply because we're not going to, we'll just refund you the ticket. So yeah, like, it's going to be really in depth. I'm going to be taking people through like literally your content marketing system. Michael's going to go through generating leads. Like Then we've got two guest speakers, which one of them is amazing. The other one is amazing. They're both amazing. And they're going to be touching different aspects, mindset, Um, you know, actually monitoring your health as a coach because your health is important too. Like, there's so many aspects. So, leveling up, yes. Yeah, man. I don't know if I've sold it enough for you, but... There's, there's nothing like it, basically. There's, nothing there's one like more it. thing, right? Because I read the flyer that says something about... Guarantee, something in ...60 yeah. days, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guarantee, yeah. So, there's, like I said, there's nothing like it. Uh, and we're only accepting a small number of people. We could do the whole 100 people, 200 things. We thought, nah, we just want serious people, small group. And if you don't get... uh. Was it, five to 10 clients within 60 days of attending the event, then we will refund you the money for the event and we will give you a £100 on top for wasting your time. Right. Well, <laughs> Simple as that. Boy, that's all that's you could ask for. So all you got to do now is hit the link somewhere in the description. If you're listening on Spotify, I'll put the link in the spot. No November 18th, live Level Up yeah. event. Okay, November 18th, twenty twenty, 20, 20 Saturday? That's a Saturday. So hit the description the link to um get your early bird ticket is there um simple man apart from that i think we're all good good Awesome oh. love scope